jazzguitarlessons.net improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher podcast 11 yay it's my favorite number by the way 11 1 1 or even when it's uh, 11 11 a.m or p.m I, I love that so today we're going to talk about two things i want to give you further tips for improvising on the 251 as i said last time we're going to address you know why it can be boring and the second part of this podcast, we'll talk about more walking bass in relationship and, you know, completing what I've told in the video, what I've uh, trying to teach, right? So let's uh, jump right in. Two, five, one tips for improvisation. First topic, why is it boring? This is really nice because it comes from visitors, uh, people just dropping in on the website or even students, and they learn the two, five, one, okay? You have D minor seven flat five, to G7 and to C major 7 and someone somewhere on the internet or in a video or a teacher will say it's all in C major right so just take the C major scale and improvise on it ah, mistake that's a big problem and that's one of the things that makes it very boring because you cannot approach D minor 7 the same way you approach G7 especially not if they appear in sequence, you know what I mean? Because the gravity of sounds will tend to change. The bass note changes, the harmony changes, so why shouldn't you change the way you think? You know, it doesn't mean that you you won't see the 251 as one big picture, but you have to examine it and be careful about that. So usually the main culprit is, sorry to say guys, because you don't hear what you're doing. And it might sound rough, but this is just a bit of tough love for you. If you cannot honestly take the guitar down and hear in your head or sing, I mean, I'm a bad singer, but it doesn't matter. If you can't take a, a walk and sing the ideas in your mind that you had for the two five ones, because you're not playing the right ideas, you should not let your fingers just drive the thing. And that's the first culprit, not hearing. And the second culprit is you're not grooving. You should really either stick to the metronome or tap your foot and make it as groovy as you can. Um, so today I want to address uh, once again f three tips for that boringness uh, that people of every level can experience not just beginners and I have tips for beginners intermediates and advanced players and we're gonna try to think of functions of course instead of thinking of the whole scale the whole arpeggio or whatever shebang that you learned anywhere and we're gonna try to make it fun make it fun for yourself because hey I mean Life is hard enough like this, life is short. If you're playing guitar for fun and you're not having fun while practicing the 2-5, what's the use? You should play another instrument or stop playing the 2-5. So here we go. Beginners, I want you to do this until next time. Can you improvise just on the roots and the thirds of each individual chord in the 2-5? Meaning if you have D minor 7 here, I want you to play just a note D and the third D, E, F, D, F, or D, F, or just D, F notes. On G7, you're going to improvise only on G, B, G, A, B, G, B, G, B, right? And on the C major, you're going to improvise only on C, E, C, D, E, C, E. Why I want you to do this? Because this is like an extension of last time. You improvise rhythmically with what you know, 
But if you didn't know, did not know that in the first place, you, you will practice it now. You can fool around too. I mean, if there's a part of scale that comes in your ears or you feel like playing it, that's fine. I'll just give you a quick example, okay? Roots and thirds and whatever fooling around I, I wish to do around it. Faster. One, two, uh, one, two, five now. D minor seven, G seven. Because keep the groove and think of functions and in this way you'll be outlining the third which is the most important note on each and every chord the third and seventh in fact but the third it comes even before and if you can learn to improvise on the third and roots and make some fun with the rhythms out of it you'll be fine now for intermediates guys I want you to go and find something I've uploaded years ago I think two or three years on the website and it's two videos that used to be called Jazz Guitar Licks. Now I think they're called Make Your Licks, parts uh, one and two. Why? I want you to, sh to go there and check this out. Because you'll learn to play with the third and seventh of each chord, but you'll learn to connect them too. And intermediate players, if you don't have that under your belt, you'll have a hard time improvising well on the 2-5, even if you're technically advanced. Uh, check this out. I'm going to play just roots, of course. And I'm gonna play thirds and then I'm gonna play, play sevenths and thirds and then you'll see. Ready? A one, two, a one, two, three, four. Third, third, third again. Okay? I'm gonna play the third, the seventh after. Third, seven. Sorry, once again. here in fact that the third is played, the seventh is played, and the seventh of this chord resolves to the third of the next chord. The same thing happens here. So please do go check this video now or you know after this podcast whenever you want before sleeping at night it doesn't matter um, because you're gonna learn to do things like this for instance. A one two three four And it's like connecting all the chords with linear harmony. In fact, it's the title of a great book, Connecting Chords with Linear Harmony by Mr. Ligon. And this is just the way it is, man. You can, you can build so many licks out of it, but not licks, licks. I mean, you can build your own licks just by the fact that you know where the third and sevenths are. So that's my tip for intermediates. Know your third and sevenths. And finally, finally, the tips for the intermediates. Use 
chord uh, guide tone lines, chord tone lines that are not from third and sevenths. If you're advanced and you know arpeggios, you know scales, you know altered scales, you know this, you know that, you play cool rhythms, play bluesy lines in your two fives, I want you to try this out. This is one of my favorite lines. D minor, seven, add the ninth here. Then you play a G7 flat 13. Or a sharp five, you know, this note, that C flat note at the top. And your C9 as the D on top. Why I'm telling you this now is because you can take this and use it into your own improvisation. You use this as the skeleton to making little nicer lines. I'll give you a little example. A one, two, three, four. See, so it's like a guide tone line, but it, is, it consists of higher chord tones in the hierarchy. That's one. And the other one I really want you to look at is starting with a G note on the D minor seven. That's really hip, you know. That's D minor seven, but it's the, it's the fourth or the eleventh, right? And then your next notes you're gonna target, you're gonna use a, an A flat note, which is the flat nine of uh, G seven, and then you're gonna use A, which is the thirteen of C. So it does. That, that's so nice, and then you can improvise around it. I'll give you a little example. A one, two, three, four. Again. See, so that's my tip for uh, advanced today. 251, find your lines. This is one of my, you know, just my two favorites. But you can find extensions that are used at, as guide tones. And if you listen to guys like uh, the heavy sax player, I don't know, Coltrane, Shorter, um, what's his name, Cannonball, they do that and they use tones, they use notes that you think, wow, it's too, it's too odd to start on the fourth and do this and do that. And they do a gymnastic with it and they create beautiful lines. So that's all for the 251 tips for the podcast number 11. Next time, stay tuned because we're going to find a way to extend the 251. And that's for all levels, not just advanced or beginners. It's for everyone. And I'm not talking about chord extensions like, uh, you know, nines or thirteens. I'm talking about extending the amounts of chords. We just have two, five and one, three chords. But wouldn't it be nice to add another chord after? And that's what we'll see next time in podcast 12 in the first part. Now let's move to the second part of this podcast, which is just a quick note, in fact, about the walking bass video. If you didn't watch it yet, uh, you can do that. It's on the YouTube channel. It's called, you know, Walking Bass for Jazz Guitarists, I think. And what we did, basically, we took B flat 6, G9, C minor 7, F9, and did stuff like this. Which is... But that, that, you know, it's only two beats per chord and it's only one, uh, very one-dimensional. But I find it good. I think there's a good reception and people like it because it's a great introduction video to doing your own walking bass lines. But what I want to add now, and I had a question about this, is because if you have a chord that lasts four beats like this, one, two, three, 
this how can you construct your baseline and yes to answer uh, you guys questions you can use scale as a walking bass like and use chromaticism in between that I, I don't want to go into much detail but all you have to do is take the previous video that I mean the video about walking bass and add uh, instead of having chords two beats you have chords four beats and then you add your own scale lines in between and not only scales can you use but you could also use arpeggios you know something like i think i think even uh, sorry i think arpeggios are even easier because you tend to fall to the next chord uh, closer quicker so you can do a blend of more scales uh, I mean, you know, one, two, three, uh, do, re, mi, fa, so, uh, more arpeggios, and you can even add more chromaticism approach. Sometimes I do walking bass or comp chords, and I realize I don't know where the heck I am in the progression, but I know how to feel where the one is, and I fill everything up with a chromaticism and fall back on the right chord, and it works. So that's, I mean, it's just some little advice to say that what I presented in the video is not the end of the world. It's not like walking bass lines. They stop there and you have to do this. It's just introductory. Keep in mind you can do more stuff on your own. So I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to podcast number 11 on jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. And I'll see you in podcast number 12. Take care.